welcome to the Alone Show. I'm your host, John Alone. In this episode, I've not have I haven't bring bring on regulars today because, well, I had a very very long day. Anyway, as for our guest, she's from Cherokee, North Carolina. She's a two-time Global Music Award winner and the winner of the Native American Music Award and many other awards, and also has her own radio show called A Conversation with Don Karima. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Don Karima. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. I'm thrilled to be here. Anytime. So, how's life? <laughs> life is wonderful. I have good news. I have a new book out, and it's called Mother of Nations from Uttered Chaos Press. So we're celebrating. Oh, okay. That's nice. And uh, what are you doing to celebrate? <laughs> We're doing a lot of things to celebrate, but one of the things I would love to do here today is have a chance to read one of the pieces from the book. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is a, a wonderful treat. It really is. Mother of Nations is my first collection of poetry. I have other pieces. You know, I have other novels out and I have nonfiction books out, but this is a collection of poetry. And so I want to take you on a little journey just to celebrate oh good that's nice so i sing you to me mm -hmm. go ahead no so no sorry sorry you go ahead <laughs> a thousand times more our women we dance to show faith that our men will come home from life's war we bend our knees swing our shawls honor creator by lifting feather fans thankful our warriors come home victorious Come home to tribal dances and the answer to drums. Come home to the revolution. Come home to Jubilee. Wow. That's actually quite amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, so what inspired you to write that book? Well, this book was actually written um, as a prayer. I decided to write pieces and to reflect our culture and our traditions and our family and even the Kuala Boundary Reservation, which is my home, and put it out there as a prayer to the creator because we were desiring to have children. And so we wrote this, I wrote this book as a prayer, our prayer, that the creator would bless us with children. And um, we are blessed. <laughs> we have a wonderful toddler now and the joy of our hearts. But that's what inspired this book, to put all the family stories and the wonderful things that we love about our heritage into words and into prayers and songs that would manifest our heart's desire. Good. Nice. I love it. <laughs> so I love that you love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, other than writing writing that book, which is amazing, uh, what what else? So, what else have you been doing your whole life? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a wonderful question. You know, I have been blessed to be able to use my gifts and talents to show love to people and to uplift people. And sometimes I do it through music. We have some new music out right now. Um, and sometimes I do it through the words, the books that I write. Most of the time I do it through my own radio show and podcast, A Conversation with Don Karima. 
And I am really blessed to do it also through art as well and our traditions and our culture um, as Indigenous people, as an Indigenous family. So one of the great things that I do, I get to do, is share my experiences through songs and art and music and words and media and even filmmaking as well. And so that is really what I have been doing. I have been sharing my culture, my heart, the love that I have for other people with them in all these really tremendously fantastic ways. Okay, nice, nice. And what was life for you growing up? Oh, life for me growing up was uh, completely family oriented and spiritually oriented. You know, I was raised in a uh, large family, an extended family, a close family that uh, everyone was all connected in different ways. And we were people of prayer, people of faith. We were people who loved our culture and our heritage and our traditions and made sure to learn them from our elders and pass them down to the next generation as well. And so when I think about growing up, I would say that so many people that I met so many people in my family, so many people that were in my community just became the inspiration for songs, for poems, for my novels, The Way We Make Sense and The Marriage of Saints. Um, all of those reflect these wonderful people in the family and in the community. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I also so I've heard that you'd had a bit of a music career, don't you? Yeah, you know, I have been very blessed. I I love it, and I think it's wonderful. I'm always really humbled and honored. And we have had a tremendous amount. And I say we because so many people help me. You know, it's never just me by myself. And I appreciate all the wonderful people in my life. Um, I started off singing in church. You know, just uh, singing solos, singing songs, and then it 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 just expanded from there. Uh, I have two Global Music Awards. I won the Native American Music Award. Was nominated for an Indigenous Music Award. Recently, we won the Fair Play Country Music Award and the Red Carpet Award Show in Holland um, for Best Native American Style. Uh, we have just. I mean, I can just. I'm just humbled, really, because I'm singing from my heart. I'm singing with my friends a lot of times. I have some great collaborators on my music projects, The Stars of Heaven, which won a Global Music Award and also was nominated for an Indigenous Music Award, The uh, Desire of Nations, which won a Global Music Award also and was the winner of Native American Music Award. We've just been so blessed. I've had great folks collaborate with me on tracks and I've had uh, wonderful producers and it's a labor of love. You know, we all sort of try to just give all of our best and sing from our hearts or perform from our hearts. And so it's always a treat for me that people like it. And then when they really like it enough to give it an award, I'm deeply humbled. I'm very honored by that. And so I'm very, very blessed that I was given a gift the voice that I have, and I've been able to use that voice to honor God and to bless and comfort and uplift other people. Wow, amazing! That's, that's <laughs> that, that is really quite the journey. I like that. 
Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And it's a lot of fun, too. You know, it's a lot of fun. Music is such an important part of Indigenous culture. And so, I mean, everything we do, we have songs, we have dances. And so it's really great that I have been able to sing and in so many ways inspire other people and just as often (laughs) uplift myself as well. Great. So... Tell me more about your radio show. Oh, I love our show. A Conversation with Don Karima. You know, I started my career, a lot of people know this already, but I started my career in mainstream media. I worked at a certain news network and it was, you know, very important and global and all of that. And while I was there, I was always amazed at how, how, much terrible news (laughs) there was in the world. I mean, oh my goodness, it's like, wow. And so one day I had helped to produce a story and I was very excited about it. And I thought, okay. And I was watching it with my grandmother and I thought, oh, wow, this is my big moment. And she watched it. I watched it. And all she said to me was, you know, there are a lot more good people in the world than bad. But the bad ones get all the publicity. Wow. And right then and there, in my heart, something just went off. And I thought, not on my show. And that was the first thought I had, that I wanted my own show that would spotlight positive people making a difference in their communities, uplifting um Not always good news in the sense of it's not all birthday parties and cupcakes, but it is people who are good-hearted and faithful people who are working in the arts, working in music, working in education, working in culture and traditions, working in uh, families and, and, and mental health and all of these things that we never hear about. We only hear the bad news. We only hear the disasters and the catastrophes. But these folks are out there being steadfast and trying their very best to make a good life for everyone around them. And so we started this show. It was, again, a labor of love. Uh, I have to shout out to Native Voice One because they gave us the chance and the NPR stations that that aired us originally. And then we found a home on Talktainment Radio who has been very kind to us. Uh, And we've had a great great run we've been nominated for the indigenous music award we did win the indigenous artist activist award the we were honored by the women of essence global award uh, over and over again we're nominated right now for the fair play country music awards and the red carpet award show in holland which we just recently won but we're nominated again and it's just a blessing that this little show that could right we didn't have any money we didn't really know what we were doing but we set out to tell let, let our wonderful indigenous leaders and people who are doing good things in the community tell their own stories. So it's not an interview, it's a conversation. You know, just like if you were sitting here, uh, you know, on the deck having some barbecue and some lemonade and we were sitting around talking, that's what we do. We allow people to tell their own stories and share their journeys. And then we expanded and now we have folks from all kinds of different diverse communities who come in and share part of their hearts with us and we learn from them and I think everything good in life if we really think about it starts with a conversation that's really all I mean everything you can think of 
you know people get married because they had a conversation <laughs> you know they <laughs> yeah businesses are started by a conversation and so a conversation is the antidote to a lot of misunderstanding and prejudice i believe and i believe a conversation is also good medicine when we talk to each other and we really listen. And so that's what our show does. We spotlight positive people doing good things and we find out about their journey. And we always hope that the action step comes from that, that someone who's listening wants to do something good in their community as well. Great. Wow, that's a, that's actually, that's, that's a lot in such a little time. It's incredible. <laughs> It's a lot of fun too. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It really is. It's wonderful to meet so many good people. And it restores your faith in humanity. You know, we can always find a perspective that's negative. But when you balance it out, you find out, oh, there are a lot of kind people out there. There are a lot of extraordinary people out there. There are a lot of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. And so these hidden treasures, that's probably the thing I love most about my show is meeting people who really are gems. I mean, they really are tremendous forces for good in the world around them. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> was being either a musician or having your own show was like being a dream job or have you thought about wanting to do other jobs when you were younger? That's a great question, and I'm really glad that you asked it because my dream job was always to be a mother. I told my preschool teacher that's what I was going to do when I grew up. And so my dream job has always been to be a mother, and I love being a tribal matriarch. I love joining the matriarchy. I love raising um, our son. Our baby is just wonderful. And I'll tell you, though, I was going to be a mother with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be a mother, but I was also going to be on the nightly news or I was going to be, a, you know, a music singing star. I was going to do something in uh, the arts. And I knew that. I mean, from the time I was very, very small, I knew that that would be my dream. Uh, the first time I ever performed in public, I'm about four and a half years old. And it was for a concert, and I sang and by myself with a microphone. And people began telling me that, wow, you have a beautiful voice. And so I sang ever since then. I mean, since preschool, you know, in church, in concerts, in choirs, in conferences. And that has always just been a gift, I believe, that God gave me that uh, spoke to people's hearts and comforted them and uplifted them. But I really, my dream job, my heart's desire was to be a mother and to be a good mother and to raise strong and happy indigenous children that would carry on the culture and the traditions into the next generation. So yes, <laughs> and yes, <laughs> my dream job is exactly what I get to do. Wow, that's great. That's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So, what is the best way to start the morning? Oh, well, I really do believe that the very best way I get to start my mornings is with a little pair of hands and a beautiful little face and lots of snuggles and lots of hugs and kisses. And that is the greatest part of my morning is how happy 
our toddler is to see me. <laughs> the smiles, the, the welcome. And I would say the best way for me to start my morning is with prayer. And I know that means different things to different people, so I'm certainly not judging that. But for me to sit there and be in the presence of our baby, who is the person I love the most, and also make prayers to our creator, who is the force who loves me the most, that is my ideal morning. Wow. Great. <laughs> Lovely. So, um, if you had to pick any character in a book, movie, or TV show, who is most similar to you? I love that question. I love that question because I have asked it to people on my show and I've been amazed at their answer, but I never had a chance to think about it for myself. And I would have to say, you know, before, um, before motherhood and all of those wonderful things in my life, I would have said Eliza Bennett from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> you know, I would have said, you know, probably one of the uh, Pride and Prejudice uh, heroines, Austen's heroines. But now that I'm a mother, I think that there's almost an invisible thread that connects mothers everywhere. Good mothers in literature, loving mothers in film, beautiful mothers in real life. And so... Now, <laughs> I, I would have to move from being most similar to a Jane Austen heroine, trying to find love and happiness and just make it through life, to being similar to all the Indigenous mothers that have come before me, whether they're recognized in film or recognized in books, maybe they aren't, but I feel that thread that connects um, Don, I think your mic's muted. Hmm, okay. I hope you can hear me. I can hear you now, but uh, at the last few seconds, your mic went mute all of a sudden. I don't know why, but... Oh, well, I was simply saying that I do believe that the people I have the most common, you know, interest with, the most in common with, are the long lines of good indigenous mothers, whether they're in films or not, whether they've ever been represented in music or not, whether we've ever heard their names or they've been recorded in a book or not. I feel that that's where I have the greatest connection. And those are the people who are most like me. That's great. That's amazing, actually, yeah. <laughs> where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Well, you know, I have the blessing of being very, very happy. I love my life and I love everybody in it. And so 20 years from now, what I hope is that our family has increased and we have additional children and they are happy and healthy and they're pursuing their dreams and their goals and the things they want in their lives. And I hope that we're blessed with beautiful partners for, for them, which means more beautiful children for me, my in-laws, and my grandchildren. And so I hope in 20 years that I have this blessed and happy life as an indigenous matriarch, that I am absolutely um, a blessing to everyone around me, 
that I can answer their questions with wisdom and sow love into their lives and be someone who can be a bedrock foundation for the generations to come. Great. Fabulous. I, I hope so. I pray so. Yeah. So, do you have any pets? We do. We have a yellow lab. Our yellow lab is just like a giant teddy bear, only he's alive. He loves people. He loves attention. He's so smart and funny. And one of the greatest joys of our life with him is he allowed, he loves to get dressed up and participate in lots of uh, holiday-themed pictures or, you know, he's worn everything from a little tuxedo for a, a simulation of Oscar night <laughs> to uh, superhero costumes to delightful Easter bunny outfits and the best Christmas pictures ever. Uh, he's been gift-wrapped. He's been, he's been uh, next to a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and he just loves the camera. He loves the attention, and he doesn't mind you dressing him up and putting him, you know, into a detailed background and making him um, a joy to everybody who sees him. Oh, that's great. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the best way to travel? Well... I think that depends on who you are and why you're going. I think there's so many good ways to travel, but I love to travel on road trips. I love to get in the car. Here's why. You can meet people. You can see things on the ground. Every community has something about it that makes it special. And you can find those unusual sites <laughs> like the world's largest paper clip or the biggest ball of yarn you can meet people in restaurants and diners and along the way who know about the area and have stories and and just their own journey and and what you're seeing becomes so much more than just gas stations and freeway exits and highway signs there's really a sense that you have been somewhere when you go on the road and you also learn so much about the people in the car or the van or the camper with you. <laughs> you know, those are times when you can just talk and you can see the road and see the sights together. And you've had a similar experience that brings you closer. Stop along the way. And we love to stop and visit other friends, other reservations and native communities, because we're all one big family, really. We love to see things that are nature, like beautiful sunsets and majestic mountains and all of that that you can only see in a car. And so I love to do road trips when I can. And then I really love water. I love boats. So I've never been on a big cruise ship, but I have traveled by a smaller boats and yachts and a little more deluxe kind of boat travel. And I have really enjoyed that time on the water, seeing the moon over the water, seeing the waves, seeing the beauty of um, just the, the oceans and the seas. So I love a good road trip, but I, I like a good trip in the boat too. Okay. Yeah, I do like I do love trips on the boat as well. Just seeing the nice, beautiful sea and the the moonlight. Oh yes, it's been yes, it's great. I just love it. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely. Oh yes. 
If you could travel back in time, which decade do you want to live in? Ooh, do I want to live in? My goodness. I like this one. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I like this one because all of my dreams are coming true. But if I could just go back for just a minute or two, I might just step back in time to 1491 and just let everybody know that Columbus is coming. Hmm. Okay. That's a, that's a very interesting answer you gave there. Well, I don't want to stay. <laughs> I just want to go and alert all the tribes that things are about to change and prepare yourselves. But uh, I think in terms of what decade I want to live in, I want to live where wherever my children and my loved ones are. You know what? Yeah, you make a good, very good point. I, 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 respect, I respect you for that. That's a really good answer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so what do you like? What do you What do you like about what you're doing right now? Oh, wow! I really love motherhood, and I'm enjoying it. It's a privilege, you know. Um, doctors had said that we would never have any children, and so miraculously, we have one. And it's a it's just so um, amazing to have all your dreams come true in just one little person. And I love it. And so what I like about motherhood and what I'm doing now, my new book, Mother of Nations, focuses a great deal on indigenous matriarchy, for example. And I see the difference. I see the lens changing. That when I look at my music and my books and even my show, we're having lots of guests now who are talking about um, motherhood and, and raising children and good health and happiness for families. That's what I like about what I'm doing now, that this new phase of my life is adding color to all the things I'm already doing. That I sang before, but now when I sing, I have a different vibe. I wrote before, I have, you know, The Way We Make Sense, The Marriage of Saints, those novels were written before um, motherhood, and it was different. And almost I can compare it to a, um, a prism. If a sun is coming through the window, right, and you hold a prism up to it, suddenly it splits all that light into beautiful colors of the rainbow. And so what I like about what I'm doing now is motherhood is shining light and colors and infusing energy and enthusiasm in a new way into everything that I'm doing. Wow, that's great. What kind of music do you often listen to? <laughs> well, now we listen to lots of toddler music. <laughs> <laughs> sing you a, a lot of kid songs right now but when i have a chance to listen to music i love to listen to the music of our elders i love to listen to traditional muskogee creek stomp dance songs and traditional songs that are sung by native tribes and native languages just to feel that communication and that connection with our ancestors 
But you know, I love to listen to the music of my friends. I have friends that record music and are in the music business, and I love to listen to their music because it gives me a window into their souls. I know them, they're my friends, I love them. But when I listen to their music, when I listen to their songs, oh, it's like knowing them on a whole different level. I'm thinking about uh, Jimmy Lee Young, for example. He has a, a beautiful song called Maya, and it's just, it's opened up a window into who he is and his culture and how he sees the world. My friends, Pen Smoke and Endon and Night Shield, uh, all were on my CDs, the uh, Desire of Nations and the Stars of Heaven with me. St. Mike, and I love to listen to their songs. I love to listen to their songs, of course, that they collaborated with me to do. But I love to listen to their music because, again, it's like having a window into another conversation. It's like, oh, I know this about you. But now, listening to your music, my goodness, I know so much more. Okay. Excellent. That's, wow. I'm just blown away by now. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Dawn, talking about your career through music and your radio show and a lot of things. It's amazing. I really appreciate you sharing this time with me. It was a joy to visit with you. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so kind to me. You're welcome. And until next time. Stay tuned for more.